Today on Lockdown White Sox, we ignore the lockout and we look ahead at the 2022 White Sox schedule. How do the White Sox shape up for a 162-game haul this season? You are Locked On White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Socks. Thank you for making Locked On White Socks your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. We're free and available on platforms like Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. You can check us out at Locked On Socks. Go check out our YouTube channel. Very important that you support us over there. We're not going to have today's episode up on the YouTube channel, but we will have an interview on Friday. We're trying to get on, you know, by Friday, we're trying to get up to 50 subscribers. So when you go check out the interview on YouTube on Friday, make sure you hit subscribe. You might think you're already subscribed to the old Lockdown White Sox YouTube channel made by Tanny and Herb. This one's a new one. Go help us out. We're trying to get to 50 subscribers. That interview on Friday, if you know anything about White Sox Twitter, we'll be talking with one of the premier burner accounts from White Sox Twitter. We got GD on the program. You can follow him at White Sox SPRBW. Excited to talk to him about uh, what the hell that means, because I have no idea. The person without a clue, the guy that has no idea. I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. On today's program, we're going to kind of act like the lockout doesn't exist, right? Right now, they're currently in a lockout, the MLB owners and the MLBPA. But let's imagine they're not because the White Sox put out their 2022 schedule. We know who, if they play 162 games, we will know who when and where they will be playing. So it's exciting to look forward into 2022 and see how the White Sox will shape up. And in that same vein, Dan Simborski of Fangraphs released a lockout projected zip standings, and we'll look at the White Sox uh, place in the Central Division. Probably won't be too surprising, but we'll talk about possibly their top end, where they could end up if they have the best of best season, if everyone stays healthy. And we'll talk about the low points, right? If everything goes wrong, you know, can the White Sox still make it into the playoffs? We'll talk about the highs and the lows that come with baseball. And hopefully we get to experience 162 games of those highs and lows. All right. So that's the that's the roadmap. That's where I'll be taking you. I will be taking you through a possibly fictitious 162-game 2022 season. Now, I just want to circle back real quick, maybe for a minute, to the interview on Friday. Again, I'll be talking with GD on White Sox Twitter. You can follow him at White Sox SPRBW. And as a communication major, it's what I studied at the St. Xavier University. A lot of my, you know, learning was about social media. And with our great White Sox Twitter community, there's all types of people. You know, you got your verified accounts. I guess I'm one of them. You got your Chuck Garfines. You got your beat reporters. You got your James Feagans, your Daryl Vance Gowans, right? You got your Sox influencers. You got your beef loafs, right? But then you got burner accounts. And GD is the White Sox burner account, in my opinion. And I'm excited to hear what his thoughts are 
off of Twitter. He's a similar age to me, so I think I'll appreciate the conversation, and I'll throw it under the category of Friday fun. You know, it's not your typical White Sox interview. You're talking to somebody who's never revealed any personal information about themselves, and I guess that's what the appeal of a burner account is, is that you can say whatever you want behind the anonymity, 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 Am anonymous, right? I could say that word, anonymous, but I can't say behind the and yeah, it's just not happening. But you know what I'm saying. I'm excited to talk to GD tomorrow on Friday's show. All right, now that the housekeeping is out of the way, I want to take you back to March 31st. 2021. That's when Dan Simborski released his 2021 zip projections for the American League. And if you you know don't know what zips projections are, easiest way to explain it is use Dan's example, but let's make it White Sox related, right? In some projections, Luis Robert will play 162 games. In some projections, he'll play 130 games. In some games, he'll play five games. In some games, he'll play no games. And in those games where he's injured or out, the depth chart, the Fangraphs depth chart, will fill in his spot, let's say with Adam Ingle or Larry Garcia, right? So they're just trying to create a realistic season with a lot of different pieces to take from. And then they take all of those projections, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of projections, and try to give you one response. And in 2021, Dan Simborski's Zips projections for the AL Central had the Minnesota Twins finishing first, 91 and 71, the Chicago White Sox finishing in second, 89 and 73, the Cleveland team finishing 79 and 83, the Kansas City Royals finishing at 77 and 85, and the Detroit Tigers finishing at 70 and 92. So those were the Zip projections for the 2022 AL Central. Let's look at the real results. The White Sox were the AL Central division champion winners at 93 and 69. The Cleveland team finished at 80 and 82. The Detroit team finished at 77 and 85. The Kansas City Royals finished at 74 and 88. And the Minnesota Twins, who were projected to be in first place, finished at 73 and 89. And I think that's where people will look at it and see, well, they had the Twins winning first place. You can't look at Zip's projections. This is just one of those projections that was probably unlikely to happen. The Twins going 73 and 89, I didn't expect it. I don't think you expected it. It's just what happens in baseball. The White Sox lose Luis Robert for an entire season. If they lose Lucas Giolito, knock on wood, for an entire season, the White Sox record is going to be largely affected. So hopefully you have a good understanding of zips and hopefully you understand looking at 2021. Yes, things can change in these zips projections. This is not the Bible. The White Sox were projected to finish in second place and they won the division. The Detroit team was projected to win 70 games and they finish winning 77. And I think some people probably would have expected Detroit to be even worse than that 70 games zips projected. And then obviously you can look at the twins. They were projected to win 91 games and they only win. 73. So we look at 2022. The White Sox are the defending AL Central champions. They've gone to the postseason in back-to-back seasons, and now they are projected to win the AL Central in 2022 per Zips projections. Dan Zimborski Zips had them going 88 and 74 in 2022. He has the Cleveland Guardians going 78 and 84. The Detroit Tigers going 76 and 86. The Minnesota Twins going 75 and 87. And then the Kansas City Royals going 74 and 80. 
eight. And there's a lot of things I think that White Sox fans can take solace in in this Zips projection. Even at a low projected win total of 88 and 74, and hey, maybe the White Sox only win 88 games if the division is really good. If the division's better, if all those four teams underneath them are at the same level, it's going to be tough to get 90 wins. If the whole AL Central is just a little bit below 500 or just at 500, especially seeing them 19 times in a season, it's going to be difficult to win You know, 15 out of four games against all of the AL Central. It's going to be a tougher division this year. However, I think that you could take solace in the fact that they are projected to win 88 games because coming off of a season after you won 93, I think that you can see room for improvement in Luis Robert, Yohan Moncada, Eloy Jimenez, Dylan Cease. Like these younger players still haven't hit their peak peak. So the White Sox, you know, I, I get if fans are annoyed seeing 88 games, but also this isn't a complete team. We expect them to add. Hopefully they add a bat. Hopefully they're able to add another arm to the starting rotation. This team isn't finished. And I'd wonder, you know, once this team's completed after the lockout, I wouldn't be surprised if Zips had them winning 90 games. But the biggest thing, even if they win 88 games right now, Zips projects them to be 10 games above the second place Cleveland Guardians. And this is what Dan wrote. The Central projects similarly to last year with two clear tiers, the White Sox and everyone else. Have you tried Built Bar's Puffs yet? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat. And they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors like yummy cinnamony churro, chocolate marshmallow, banana cream pie. All of them are so Good. These are going to be your new favorite Built Bar. And all Built Bars, the Puffs and the regular bars, are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, 100% real chocolate. These bars are low calorie and high protein. And you can go to Built.com to check the macros chart. You'll be blown away. Again, high protein, low calorie, high fiber, low carbs. What keeps people coming back are the flavors. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. It's Super Week, brought to you by GetUpside. And there's no better place to get coverage of the big game than on the Locked On NFL podcast. Locked On Bengals and Locked On Rams are in L.A. all week covering the big game. We are back here on Locked On White Sox. Thank you for making Locked On White Sox your first listen each and every day. We are going through the 2022 Chicago White Sox schedule. We're going through the 162-game version. And... I don't know if it's going to be delayed. I'm looking right now at the full schedule. The first spring training game was supposed to take place on February 26th. So we are less than 20 days away from spring training starting. And I don't think it's going to happen, guys. I know. I know. But I think if they have progress, maybe they can get it done in a month. Like, there isn't a lot of clear news about where we stand. I know that the MLB owners want to bring in federal mediators, but the players don't really want that. 
And honestly, it feels like, at least in the media and it feels PR-wise, I think that the players have more support. So I think there's more pressure on the owners to give up some of the things that they're holding on dearly to. I think that the players might get close to their salary minimum that they are expecting. And hopefully that is the case. Because I just don't see the owners being able to take on canceling games. I don't think that they want to have a game, a season that's shorter than 162 games. And if you want to have it be 162 games, the 2022 season, I think that you have to have a deal done within a month. Maybe the first two weeks of spring training get canceled. Again, the first day is Saturday, February 26th. And then there's about a week of baseball. So I think that a week of baseball might get canceled spring training wise. But the White Sox have a doubleheader, a split squad uh, game against the Rangers on the 8th. I think that's what we're looking for. March 8th is hopefully when the lockout will end. And if it does end on March 8th and they immediately start playing spring training games, it's about 21 games or three weeks of ramp up period of, of being able to get your body in baseball shape. I don't know if the players would agree with it, but I think that it might be enough time for them to be able to pack up, get everything going, and start spring training on March 8th. But again, that's if the owners feel a lot of pressure to get 162 games in this season. And if they don't, then all of their talk about the catastrophic losses from COVID is just BS. If you lost all of that money on all those games you missed, now you're forcibly missing games because of a labor strike? You're just not preaching out the same way if you catch my drift. But if we have a 2022 season of 162 games, the White Sox will have opening day and their home opener on March 31st against the Minnesota Twins. That is a Thursday. The White Sox then will have an off day and play Minnesota on that Saturday and Sunday. They got a crew neck on that Saturday, April 2nd. So some cool giveaways, some good promotion stuff too. Uh, That's a completely different topic and and subject. There's a a hockey jersey they're giving away that I think, you know, Yasmani Grandal will be seen heavily during uh, batting practice. If you know anything about the White Sox basketball giveaway that they never did during 2020, uh, they gave it to the players and Yasmani Grandal uh, wore it every single day. I'm pretty sure. But let's get into that first month, April 2022. They open up the season again against the Twins. Their first road trip will be in Kansas City. And I think April might be their easiest month altogether. A lot of division games, you start off against the Twins, Royals, then you go to Detroit. You do have to welcome in possibly a playoff team in Seattle and Tampa Bay, but those are at home. You have the 12th through the 17th against Seattle and Tampa Bay all at home, so at least you're playing possible playoff teams in your own stadium, then you're going to Cleveland, then you're going to go to Minnesota, and then you welcome in the Royals and Angels. All in all, I think the first game in March and those rest of the games in April, I think that is a pretty easy first month for the Sox, because May doesn't get that much easier. You do finish off that series against the Angels, then you play two against the Cubs, and here's where it always gets tricky. You have to go play the Red Sox 
in Boston. That's May 6th, 7th, and 8th. Then you welcome in the Yankees on May 12th, 13th, 14th, and 15th. And then, speaking of the Yankees, you go to New York on the 20th, 21st, and 22nd. And if you think, oh, well, at least we get a day off on the 23rd, you're going home to play the Red Sox. So this is really the Cubs, Yankees, and Red Sox month for the Sox. And the Sox do have two games against those Cubbies in May on May 3rd and 4th. Those are in Wrigley. And then on the 28th and 29th, those are at the G-Rate. June is probably the toughest month altogether for these Sox. It doesn't start off easy. You go to Toronto and then you go to Tampa. And then, hmm, who's probably the hardest team in the majors to play? It's the Dodgers. We welcome in the Dodgers on June 7th, 8th, and 9th. And the homestand does get a little bit easier. You welcome in the Rangers on the 10th and 11th and 12th. They've spent a lot of money this year. And then the big series happens. Yes, you're going to go to Detroit on the 13th, 14th, and 15th. But June 17th, 18th, and 19th, you go into Houston. It's a rematch of the ALDS. It's a rematch of the horrible series the White Sox played last year in Houston. I don't want to go back there. And hey, if you thought you were catching a break, after you're done playing Houston, you're welcome in Toronto for three games. It does get a little bit easier at the end of the month with four games against Baltimore and three games against the Angels. But altogether, you have, and just a real side note, this is including May 31st, but you have six games in the month of June against the Blue Jays. You have three games down in Tampa Bay. You have three games against the Los Angeles Dodgers. You have three games in Houston. Have fun, White Sox. June's going to be a blast. And we'll wrap up the first half here. We'll go into July. It's not going to be easy playing San Francisco in San Francisco on July 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. But before the All-Star break, it is all of the division except the Royals. You play the Twins at home. You play the Tigers at home for a four-game set. You then go to Cleveland and then finish out the first half of the season in the Twin Cities for a four-game game set. And it it is difficult. You're playing division opponents and that's never easy. And you're playing them back to back to back. And if you slip up against Minnesota at home on the fourth, the fifth and the sixth, well, guess what? You have to see them on the 14th, 15th, 16th and 17th in Minnesota. So a lot of those games will be important. You have to capitalize, especially on those home divisional games. And the White Sox were able to do that last year. It's not something I am too concerned about overall against the division. The White Sox last year were 44 and 32. So 12 games above 500, and they'll need a similar record to finish with the lead that they had in the division this year. And again, you never know how your fortunes will change against the division. I think the division is tougher than it was last year. I think all teams are closer to the same talent level. And you go through the records. Cleveland, they were 10 and 9. Detroit, they were 12 and 7. Minnesota, they were 13 and 6. And Kansas City, they were 9 and 10. The White Sox aren't good playing in Kansas City. And I think Minnesota gets better. So you have to be better than Detroit or at least better against them, or similar to 12-7, and but they just added a lot of pieces during the offseason. And then finally, you look at Cleveland. Cleveland's 10-9. and Maybe that's the team you flip your fortunes against. It would be a lot nicer if you're finishing 13-6 and against Cleveland. You know, I mean, the AL Central, I don't think anyone is coming after the Sox, but if they're not cautious enough or if injuries come up behind them, 
that's where the Sox might lose the AL Central crown. If they want to keep that crown, they just have to beat the teams within the division. We saw this last year. The Sox struggled a little bit against teams above 500, but they were able to take care of the division. That's what's important in 2022. You know what Sunday is. It's Big Game Sunday. It's time to bust out the nacho cheese, bust out the chicken wings, bust out the beer, invite some people over, and Bet Online has you covered for all your gambling needs this Big Game Sunday. You go right now to betonline.net. You can see the Rams are favored by four points, but if you believe in the Cincinnati team, if you believe in Joey B, you can put 100 down on the money line plus 170 for the Cincinnati team and if you put 100 down on the 170 money line you could take home $270 if Cincinnati takes it home and it's not just football bet online has up to the minute info on pro and college hoops NHL boxing UFC along with live real-time updates on current games Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet online where the game starts. We are continuing our 2022 season preview for the White Sox. If they play 162 games, this is what it will look like. We just got through the first half. A lot of divisional games from July 4th to July 17th. There's not a single off day in between those days, and they're all division games. They'll get the break on July 19th. The All-Star game this year will be taking place in Dodger Stadium. It's the 92nd All-Star game. And to be honest with you, after the All-Star game and after the All-Star break, the White Sox All-Star break kind of lasts for a long time. They play the Cleveland Guardians, then they play the Colorado Rockies, then they play the A's, then they play the Royals. Yes, the Rangers added a lot during the offseason, but the Sox were 5-1 against them last year. Then they play the Royals again, then the Tigers. It really doesn't get tricky in August until August 15th, 16th, 17th, and 18th. It's your best pals, the Houston Astros coming into town. Thankfully, the Sox play four games against Houston in Chicago this year, and they're not playing four games in Houston. Nice that they have more games at home against the Houston team, but honestly, outside of that four-game series against Houston, you then play Cleveland, you then play Baltimore, you then play Arizona, and then you finish out the month against Kansas City. So, All in all, I would say that August is the easiest month for the Sox. And here's where I guess my biggest concerns are in September and October. Obviously, I think the Sox are going to win the division this year, and they don't have that tough of a September run. You have to play the Mariners in Seattle. You have to play Oakland in Oakland. You have to play in Detroit and in Minnesota and in San Diego. But my biggest concern, especially late in the season in September and October, isn't really about the teams like Kansas City, Minnesota, Oakland, Detroit, Colorado, Cleveland, Detroit, Minnesota. You should be able to beat those teams. It's just the fact that you're playing in Chicago and then traveling to Seattle and Oakland for seven days there. And then you're coming back to play Colorado in Chicago. Then you're going to Detroit. Then you have a homestand. Then in the last week of September, the 27th, 28th, and 29th, you travel to Minnesota Then you have to travel to San Diego, and after playing in a day game on the 29th, you play a night game in San Diego. 
I'm just concerned about the traveling. They finish out the season in San Diego on October 2nd. That's going to be the last game of the regular season if they play 162. And all that travel, and we know the White Sox history, Roberts had injury history, Moncada has had some limps and some bang-ups and some nagging injuries. Tim Anderson's kind of dealt with the same thing, some leg injuries. Eloy's obviously had some injuries that he's given to himself and then some that he's given to himself on the base path. So I just wonder, with all that traveling near the end of the season, what will September and October look like? Can the White Sox finish off the season strong? Because to be honest with you, looking at the White Sox last year where they clinched the AL Central, I think on uh, September 23rd in Cleveland, I could see them possibly locking it up even earlier. I think that the the series on the 16th, 17th, and 18th in Detroit, they're able to handle business. They might be able to clinch at that point. It depends on how the other teams are really feasting off of each other. Are they able to gain ground off of one another, right? Are, are Detroit able to beat up on Cleveland and Kansas City and Minnesota? And are they able to rise up and possibly contend against the Sox? Or is the best team going to be Detroit, but the Sox have a good record against them? And going into those games in September, can the Sox lock up the AL Central? They're going to need to put distance in between themselves, but I kind of laid out the path. I think from July to August, that's where you can separate yourselves from the pack. And we know what Jose Abreu can do in August. We know what Yohan Moncada did last year in August. We saw Luis Robert get hot at the end of the season. We saw Yasmani Grandal get hot at the end of the season. So the Sox might have everything to put together at the right time against the perfect part of their schedule. And hopefully that means another postseason appearance. But I know you know, White Sox fans out there, it's about more than just winning the division. But if you're able to in September, midway through September, you're able to say, we have it locked up and now we can shift our focus to staying healthy and going after that ring. I think the Sox can have another plus 90 win season this year. I think Zips is a little bit low on them, but again, injuries happen and this team isn't fully fleshed out. Is Dallas Keuchel the fifth starter? He might be. You know, what are we doing in right field? What are we doing at DH? Is Liari Garcia the starting second baseman? Those are more of my questions. But I think if the Sox can handle the division, their schedule doesn't scare me too much. They have some tough stretches of games, but if the White Sox are hot at those games, especially when they're playing in Boston and they're playing in New York and they're playing in Houston, I think you can be pretty, pretty, pretty pretty sure that the White Sox will win the AL Central. And that's what Zips is trying to show you there is that there's 10 games of a cushion hypothetically between the Sox and the Indians. If you want to start and you can write on there, even though the records will be zero and zero, if you want to write the Sox 10 games above Cleveland, I don't know if I would really be faulting you. The White Sox should win the AL Central in 2022. And if they want to win the World Series, they need to add more to this team. And we'll talk about that on Friday. I am excited for my interview with GD of White Sox Twitter. You can follow him at White Sox SPRBW. Excited to talk to him about burner culture. And, you know, at the end of the day, there's a reason he's on this podcast. It's because he's a White Sox fan. I'm excited to talk White Sox with him. Thank you for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen each and every day. Again, remember, we have GD on on Friday. It's Friday fun. You get to learn about a burner account and maybe, maybe some of the philosophy. 
find a burner account if there is any. Now go make your second listen, Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. I'm Sean Anderson, and I will talk to you on Friday here on Lockdown Socks.